Welcome to EdScoop's podcast series, Cutting Edge, exploring innovative applications of technology in education. I'm your host, Emily Tate, and in today's episode, we're talking about the digital divide and how it's being addressed in one of America's largest school districts. Our guest today is Mary Beth Leftglass, the Assistant Superintendent and CIO at Fairfax County Public Schools, the 10th largest school district in the country. Mary Beth is responsible for overseeing the IT services and technology needs of nearly 190,000 students at almost 200 different schools. Mary Beth, welcome to the program. Thank you, Emily. I'm glad to be here with you today. Mary Beth, could you start by giving us a sense of where Fairfax County is, uh, just from a technology standpoint? Sure. So in Fairfax County, uh, we have about 200,000 students and we have about 210,000 computers. Now that also supports our computers for our our staff and our teachers. So we have a lot of technology. We have a a Wi-Fi connected network throughout all of our buildings so that we have uh, large infrastructure that we can handle both our school system devices as well as we have a BYOD program so kids can bring in their own devices that can supplement. So on a typical day, you may have over 100,000 BYOD devices such as, you know, smartphones and iPads and, and laptops that students bring in in addition to the school system supplied technology. So we have a large infrastructure that we have to make sure that runs and can be handling the volume and the, and the capacity for a lot of people and a lot of technology. We also open up our school buildings to the community, so we have to handle uh, Wi-Fi and segment that Wi-Fi network for whether it's community users that are coming into our buildings or for students and teachers for the educational programs. In 2018, you're answering questions and solving problems that no one before you has ever done. Um, can you talk about maybe one of the biggest challenges you're facing today as a district technology leader? One of our biggest challenges is ensuring that our students, including our students in poverty, have internet access 24 by 7. We're a big user of of G Suite or Google Apps for education, so much of our homework is online. For our students that we provide a laptop, we now provide for those that don't have internet access at home a mobile hotspot. That allows them, wherever they may be, whether they are in their apartment, maybe they may be on the soccer field, they can have internet access at their fingertips. It allows them to have connectivity that really addresses that digital homework divide. We want to make sure that none of our students are at a disadvantage and not being able to work on their projects just because they don't have internet access. The other thing that happens is our students often will, maybe after school they have soccer or they have to go to a job, so they may not be able to get to their homework until 9 or 10 o'clock at night after they've eaten dinner. Well, at that time, your community clubhouses, your hotspots, are not open anymore. So you want to, that's why it's important to have a mobile hotspot so they can use it truly 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So you've already told us that you have almost 190,000 students. Can you give us a sense of the scope and scale of the homework gap in your district? So in Fairfax County, we have a highly diverse population. We have over 54,000 students who are on free and reduced lunch meals. That means they are living in the poverty zone. Because of that, the digital homework divide is really critical. We want to make sure that all of our students have access to highly rigorous 
academic opportunities, and part of that is making sure they have internet access, including at home. So one of the things that we want to make sure is with our diverse population, we also have a large number of, of students that are English as second language or third language, um, and we also have a lot of families who are non-English speakers. By providing a lot of digital access, many of our applications can be provided in multiple languages. It also provides translation services and those kinds of things that can help our students have more access to the curriculum and make it more available to the curriculum. Because our school district is so diverse with 54,000 kids on free and reduced meals, 29% being speakers of other languages, and we have 26,000 students with special education services, technology can level that playing field. Technology and internet access, both the computer access and the internet access, can really make a huge impact so that none of our students are at a disadvantage. So much of our homework now is online. For example, as I mentioned, we use G Suite for education. Many of our projects are collaborative projects, so they have to be able to access these tools at the same time or in collaboration with other students and some of their other students will have internet access and if they don't they're unable to really participate in some of those group projects whether it's a science fair project or a collaborative presentation for social studies being able to have access to those tools and having internet access is absolutely critical or they would really not be able to complete their homework and they would be at a significant disadvantage so you mentioned you're addressing this problem with MiFi hotspots can you talk a little more in depth about where you got started with that program, when you piloted it, and um, where it stands today. So we're utilizing a mobile hotspot, which are basically like a cell phone, but all it, it doesn't provide the phone access, it just provides the internet access. It's like a mobile hotspot. And one of the things that we did is we worked with a vendor that allowed those hotspots not just to provide internet access, but also to provide internet content filtering. So it's filtered just like they would have those protections like they do in school, they have those same protections at home. And a mobile hotspot, a MiFi device, allows them to have up to five devices connected to one hotspot. So you may have a family that has, you know, multiple children. They can all connect to that one MiFi and have access all at the same time. So when we issue a device, devices to each of the students, they can all provide access to the Internet with one mobile hotspot. So we started out as a pilot and to see how portable these devices would be. And the pilot was in just a few schools and with just a few students, and it was highly successful. So as a result, we are now offering it this fall to all of our students, any of our students in any of our schools. They don't even have to provide you know, evidence of free and reduced lunch. If they do not have internet access, they can go to our school librarians and they can check one out from the library. And they can, anyone in the school that needs access to any, any of our schools will now have access to a hotspot. You know, well, multiple thousands of students will be taking advantage of it. Last year we had about a thousand students, and we expect more than that this year. We'll take advantage of these mobile hotspots. It's affordable for us because we are able to pool the minutes. Um, we, rather than paying per device, we actually pool the total number of minutes, which makes it more reasonably affordable for a school system our size. So, Mary Beth, you're obviously not the only school district in the country that's grappling with issues of the homework gap. Do you think that the solution you've found at Fairfax County is one that could be suitable for other districts? And if so, what advice might you offer to other district technology leaders who are trying to deal with the same problem that you've had? So we certainly understand that we are not the only district that has the homework gap and has the internet gap. And so we do believe that this, this flexibility of this MiFi program is really something that could be of benefit to many. Now, we certainly has, it's, it certainly requires access to cell towers. So in some of the areas that you may not have cell service in your rural areas may not be an option for that. But we believe that more and more of our communities are getting access to cell service. 
One of the things that we are would love to see is the FCC, through the E-rate program, make these devices eligible for E-rate reimbursement. So that's something that we would love to have all of our, and we've been working with some of our colleagues to help uh, encourage our congressional leaders to help ensure that the FCC E-rate program continue, because it's absolutely critical now to expand not just the internet access in our school buildings, but really have those programs that reach the homes be something that is eligible for E-rate. So for our school districts that you know rely significantly on E-rate funding to provide internet access in our skill buildings, we'd love to have that program expand to be to make those MIFIs eligible for reimbursement for our, especially in our rural areas. It would make a huge difference. Technology is a game changer for our kids, and so we want to make sure that we provide the best access and the most opportunities for our students so that no child is left behind and everyone has equal access and has opportunities to, to fulfill their greatest potential. All right, I think we're about out of time for today, but Mary Beth, thank you so much for joining us to talk about the digital divide at Fairfax County and how you're addressing it. Look for more of our coverage of cutting-edge innovations in education on edscoop.com. This is Emily Tate. Thanks for tuning in.